0: You looked busy yesterday. (laughs) And we'll we'll open with that. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Mayor on Air. I'm the Mayor, James Hinchcliffe, and today we have a very special show. We're back to one of our legend shows because we have a very special guest. Uh, He he needs no introduction, so I'll just go out there and say it. I would like to welcome Mr. Juan Pablo Montoya to the show. How are you doing? I'm very well. Yourself? So, first thing i got to say is... Here we go. I knew this wasn't going to take yeah. long.
1: <laughs> it's kind of screws that said, oh, legend shows. You know, for people that have done a lot, and, you know, they're old, and
0: I'm like, thank you. You said old. I just, <laughs> I just agreed with you. That's all. That's all I said. No, no, no. It's true. I mean, normally, like I said, we try and save this kind of format for guys that like, were you know, do- tired yeah. and they hung up their helmet. Tony was the only other active guy that we've done it with. You know, we had Brian Hurt on the show, um, who we did a great one with. But you, you check a lot of the boxes, man. You've, you've done an awful lot in your career, and I think everybody would would want to hear about that. So rather than just... I mean, we're we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on here. We are at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, after all. We just finished qualifying weekend. You are the defending race winner. And you're the and pole winner. Current pole sitter, so it seems pretty appropriate that we're sitting here today. Uh, but we'll just tell me a little bit about your uh, your weekend, your qualifying weekend. It's been good.
1: I mean, we had a good week and qualifying... You know, we had tough conditions when we ran, and at the end we just got the gears wrong and it wasn't fast enough. But then yesterday, actually, I hit a trash bar, That was interesting. What? <laughs>
0: Look, that was very bizarre to watch from the garage.
1: What, no, what but happened? it's kind of crazy because I went out and in, just left the pits. So I went to turn three, and in the grass I saw something there, and I thought it's got to be a piece of debris, but it's in the grass, you're not bothered You know, it's not a big deal. Uh, so I got up to speed, coming to the green. I looked, and the bag's still in the same, but whatever it was at the time is still in the same place. So I said, oh, they probably know it's there." So I ran, ran, and gone in you know, lap three, going into turn three. It turned in, and the bag is like, hit me! <laughs> yeah. So did
0: you did you back off or did you feel no no it, no
1: I hit it flat. I was I was I tried to aim it with the middle of the car so it would go under and it wouldn't hit the wing.
0: No, got the wing. Got the wing
1: and scared the shit out
0: of me. <laughs> yeah, man. It's amazing how cars don't work. The arrow, the arrow doesn't work so well and there's a plastic bag wrapped around the wing. Huh? Yes, it's amazing. So, I went straight into the barrier. I was
1: lucky not to hit the wall. So, if, you know, they, for some reason, bizarre IndyCar reason, they said that I needed to finish the run. Really? Yeah. There's a bag. There's debris in the racetrack. I thought that was
0: your decision no, 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 to no, keep no. going.
1: No, I went to, like, I, I just turned down the engine and everything and they said, oh, you got to finish the run. I'm like... Why? <laughs> Why? Well, they decided I needed to finish the run. And, you know, they, they were nice to let me do another run, but they didn't let us touch the car. And um, the front wing was damaged. Okay. So I went out with a damaged front wing. There you go. Yeah, to make things more interesting. But, hey, that's uh, that's only qualified weekend, as you yeah, said before. Yeah, it's okay. Before. You know what I mean? I've, the last two winners, one started 19th, the other one 15th.
0: So you and I'm starting 17, so I'm right in the middle. Yeah. So I can probably win another one right <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> Sounds about right. Why don't we chat? Everybody saw last uh, last year's. Obviously, that was uh, you know epic battle with your teammates there and uh, a great finish. We heard you talk about how that one was maybe a little little cooler than the first one. Yeah, first one. To be honest with you, I didn't know anything
1: about India, and it was to be honest, it was pretty damn easy. It was like yeah, we had the dominant car, and we just. Drove away from it. Drove away, you know what I mean? And it's funny, because the plan wasn't to lead laps, so I waited. Like, the first run, I'd, you know, it took me a while to get to the lead. And the guy got another run on me, but I let him go. It wasn't a big deal, and then we got to the lead. And it, the weird thing that year is, he hit the wall, I remember his name. And um, I'm being honest. Yeah. He hit the wall, he was in an car, remember? I was like, oh, okay, main competitor, you know, apart from my teammate is out. We're good. And then, like, 100 laps later, another cushion for the same car. <laughs> I was like, I thought... <laughs> <laughs> he was out already. <laughs> yeah. So, um, looking back, they fixed the car, and he went out again, and he crashed again. He's just really trying to ruin your
2: day. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it was good. I mean, we had a strong car that day. Last year was special because, I mean, to be honest, when you, when you look at, la- like, lap 10 when I'm in the back of the field, I, I was 32nd because the 33rd car didn't start. Yeah, good call. Uh, and, um, to actually make it all the way I knew I had you know I would make it into the top 10
0: but to actually get to the front was there some lucky breaks in that or was it no it was just, just drove your away there yeah he, I mean, it just took my time you know what's funny man is I remember talking to you at Pocono last year I think it was a test there no 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 I saw you get back two years ago um, so your first season back in your yeah. car and we were at Pocono and you obviously won that race yeah and you said to me, I forget if it was before the race or maybe after the race, after you'd won. You said, man, if I had known what I knew at the end of the 500, at the start of the 500, we'd have won that too. Yeah. And then, of course, you went out the next year and did exactly that. What exactly was it that you learned in Pocono slash Indy? <laughs> I thought it that- after this <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> it. All right. It was no, it. honestly,
1: when I finished here fifth, I finished the race. And then, I, you know, we went through the other oval races. And I looked back at it and I said, pfft idiot <laughs> <laughs> Could have it was been. hard it was my first oval bag so I'm running fifth I'm not touching I didn't touch the car the whole race no wing nothing you know maybe the bar a little bit
0: just waiting for it and yeah
1: and that's what it gave me
0: so now, now you chase it a lot more now you know what to do yeah
1: I'm, and you know it, coming this year is pretty interesting you know with a dumb skid, it's a little harder to race uh, but I feel we got a really good race car I, I did a run on what was it, Wednesday, I brought at the end and on all tires and I went through five, six cars and like 30 lap tires, I was like, "Ooh, so it's looking good again.
0: <laughs> well, I hope for my sake it's not quite as good as last year, but uh, no, that's awesome. But your 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 career has spanned a lot. I think there are very few guys that have done quite as much in as I've many different... I've driven a lot of things, In yes. as many different series, um, obviously kind of started, really, really picked up over in Europe in Formula 3000. And you were a test driver for Williams f- yeah. first, right? Yep, yeah. and then I came here. And then you came here. Yeah,
1: it was weird because when I was a test driver for Williams, they signed Sonardi and Ralph. So they didn't give me a seat. And I was quicker than the, both race drivers at the end. So I was kind, you know, I was pretty pissed off. Pretty today. angry about that. Yeah. <laughs> and Jordan, you remember the Jordan Grand Prix, the yellow yeah. cars? They yeah. they called me and they offered me a seat. And Frank didn't release me. Frank said no. If you're doing Formula 1, you're doing it with me. I'm like...
0: Then give me you don't a seat. want me, yeah.
1: So I was, I thought I was gonna stay a test driver one more year. And I remember when Sanardi's first test, uh, Frank called me. I was back in Colombia already. He said you need to come to Sanardi's test. I'm like, hold on, you hire him because he's better than me. He can figure it out himself. <laughs> and he got really pissed off when I said that. And,
0: did and you I, Did you go anyway? I have to. Yeah.
1: I was on the contract so I had to so (laughs) I made all the effort not to go and that's where you know to be honest with you I got there and I
0: signed the Ganassi contract there that test so was it one of these deals where Chip calls Frank and says hey you're stealing my guy I need one of yours Uh, let's not go into details (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back from break. I'm sitting here with Juan Montoya. I told you before we need you to throw to a song when we go to break. So what's uh, what's the song you um, want to hear? Adele. The hello. Which one? Hello. There you go. Hello by Adele, something a little modern. We'd like that. back uh, with more from Juan Pablo Montoya right after this. This is the Mayor on Air, Sirius 212, XM 209. Hello. I
2: was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet To go over everything They say that I'm supposed to hear you, But I ain't done much here Hello, can you hear me? I'm in California dreaming about you
0: It was Adele. Hello, as requested by Mr. Juan Pablo Montoya. We are back with Juan here, and uh, when we went to break. We we started talking about how you came from Europe to here. So you're a you're a test driver for Williams. They hired an Indy car driver to take essentially what should have been your seat. Uh, now you got to admit he was a pretty successful Indy car driver at the time.
1: No, to be honest with you, at that point in my mind, I was okay. I'm done with Formula One. I used to watch Sonardi I mean who didn't watch IndyCar back in the day you know I mean we were, I remember I used to live in Cambridge and we used to get together with like 4, or 5, 3,000 drivers the GPT drivers and and watch you know the IndyCar races and you know the Ganassi cars back then mm-hmm. and to actually replace Sonardi that was I
0: was going to say so you watch you know the cars you know the team and then all of a sudden you get the call saying hey you want to come You're you to come man. drive the Target car
1: yeah it was so for me it was like okay I didn't make it to Formula 1 I drove
0: one what the heck uh count you know second choice is not a bad choice <laughs> for sure so what was your first you driven an f1 car at that point what was your first, first impression in any car when you got in it? how much it, the throttle delay was a little bit
1: i mean it's kind of funny because you get used to them mm-hmm. and you think the acceleration is like they're really good you don't feel the lag but then when you drive you know when i drove it the first time like it was like oh a little bit of lag but then when it goes it was like like you, start you can't going pull through, the gears like, fast yeah, enough. You can't pull the gears fast enough,
0: and, and at that you, point you're still actually yeah, pulling you know, gears. you know, they're they're one was fa- yeah, you
1: you were flicking paddles, but I was doing driving 3,000. That it was the same thing, but I, I felt the car was really easy to drive, and you know, I felt just a little bit bigger car. And I was, you know, the more normally the more horsepower you give me, the better I'll do. Fair
0: enough. It's I don't know why. Which'll which'll will come into play in the two career moves down the road. Um, what, what did what did you think of IndyCar car racing when you got here? The street circuits, the ovals. It was fun. It? it was to be honest with you. So my mind, I said, okay, you know, I went to the first
1: oval race. I remember, like it was yesterday, and um, I had a bit of a you know battle with Franky for many years. <clears throat> Franky was always. Uh, and can I, and, um, and not Cana and um, Elio a step above me like they're older than me. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. I was in Vauxhall. he was in Formula Three, right? And 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 Franchitti was two steps up. And in '96, I replaced Magnussen when he broke his leg in DTM in you know in the ITC or whatever it was called at the time the Mercedes, uh, the you know the road cars, the race cars, yeah, and know. they had they had active suspension and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were six Mercedes, I qualified third best for Mercedes in Silverstone in my only race for them. And um, in the first race, the car broke down. So we started on the back and Frank Kitty had a problem too. We started in the back and went through the first corner and he, he, we come out of the first corner and Frank Kitty door slams me, <laughs> <laughs> gives me that, I'm the man, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. we got a dump button it's good <laughs> okay.
1: and I just looked up, I just went I mean we're going corner by corner hitting each other carbon pieces flying out of the car <laughs> it was priceless so it started it you started, started, started there. with you two. so we went in the start I remember I qualified ahead of him in the homestead and he went inside of me in turn one and I just held it flat and I'm remember I'm sideways <laughs> like through <laughs> one and I come out ahead of him and then we realized they would screw up the aerobound. We were like, the car was so loose to drive. Uh, so we lost a lot of that first run. We finally, you know, kind of settled afterwards. And we had a decent race. Went to Japan, and then I had a deal with Michael. Mm-hmm. I was really- T- Talk
0: about that, because that's, that's a good, st- that's a good yeah, story. I have a lot things. of good stories. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for, let's hear them.
1: Um, so I remember I was doing qualifying simulations, and he was doing uh, full tanks and I went through turn one, and I got to him, I got inside of him into three, and he just turned down Look, like I wasn't there. I locked the front brakes, not, trying not to hit him, and he went in so deep to block, he actually ended up being wide. So we both end up on the gray. I got a run on him. I Again, as I'm moving, he, like, wiggle the car. So I just went straight, and I said, okay, I can go as far as there and make the corner. He either lifts or we crash,
0: and he, he turned, turned into me. So we crashed. So we crashed. <laughs> Did Michael ever do it again? Nope. <laughs> so lesson learned.
1: Lesson learned. Point it, made. I'll tell you, I was surprised how hard you hit when you hit the walls. Oh, was, that, was that your first oval crash? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I guess it's a different deal when you're, you know, you have that mentality. You know, I, that to was course. the
1: only crash I had in two years. The only other one was uh, I, I ripped the rear wing coming off a corner. I just spun, and but it was the only crash until the two Iowa crashes when Carpenter crashed into me, like he spun me, yeah. and the suspension yeah, the failed last year. Yeah,
0: so those are the only hits on the ovals. Yeah. Yeah? I've been pretty lucky. For sure. Yeah, I mean, Japan was probably a pretty, pretty big one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were doing 240 miles
0: an hour when we
1: slammed into the wall, but, but it was fun. I mean, I, and Michael was a fun guy to race because he was aggressive as hell, but... He knew I wasn't gonna give an inch and I knew he wasn't gonna give me an inch. So we just
0: So it's funny that mutual respect to a sense.
1: Yeah, it's respect because you go you know what I mean? You know if you shut the door, he's gonna slam you. And if he tries to Yeah.
0: So alright, so you you win the championship, you win the five hundred, and then halfway through your second year go to F one. Frank calls back and said, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Miss you. No, he just said,
1: <laughs> I was in Colombia, remember, again. And he goes, uh, hello, Juan, this is Frank. I said, hey, Frank, how are you? Uh, quick thing, um, do you think you want to do Formula One? I'm like, yeah, but I have a contract. He said, um, don't worry about it. We'll take oh, care of that. I'll take care of it. Okay, bye. And that was it. That was it. And it was, it was weird because I, I didn't talk to Chip until I came back from Colombia
0: he already knew. He already knew. Also, <laughs> oh, you leaving. Like, yep. Yeah, sorry. All right. What? Well, so, okay, So then, you so, you, so you, now you've now you've gone back. Now you've made it back to where you wanted to be at the first. No, the but first there's place. a funny story up there. Okay. Uh, this is what we're here for. Yeah.
1: yeah. In um, Australia, the penultimate race before I went back, mm-hmm. uh, we're in. I qualified in pole, and we're in the warm-up. And then back then in Toyota, we have a special map with more RPMs. So he goes, Go to map nine. So go to map nine, and nah, man, I, I'm, I'm going along. And, and he goes and screams in the radio, he said, I told you to go to map nine. And I go, <laughs> I go, look at the F screen, I'm in map nine. <laughs> if you're going to talk to me, come in and park the car. I said, Okay, get me to park the car. <laughs>
0: Why? Why did he think you were not in map nine? Because the telemetry wasn't working, and he didn't realize that. <laughs> so he came in and parked the car. Yeah, he asked me to. <laughs> do you always do what he asks you to do? No. Yeah, exactly, exactly, right.
1: No, it was, I was so yeah. It was we had a, always a heated relationship, a love-hate relationship with with Chip, and we have a lot of respect for each other. We, I mean, we're good friends, but it was so. I mean, he's an
0: aggressive guy for sure, and. And I'm, I'm the same way Right You're two peas in a pod Yes Also oil and water Yeah <laughs> so, and To be honest with you uh, For me it was easy to do that Because You, you already knew what next year held Yeah Yes I totally get that if, Yeah <laughs> I, I understand I understand 100% So we're going to talk about that next step uh, Back over the Pond in Formula 1 When we come back From this break More with Juan Montoya We need a song though Oh I don't know Whatever you want No come on man You got Lemon the- Tree Lemon tree. You remember that song? No. Fool's uh,
1: gold. I think is an old song. <laughs> you, you said it. You, I didn't say it. I like the song. All right,
0: we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dig Fools into the Garden, archives here. Dig deep in the archives and see if we can find Lemon Tree from Mr. Juan Pablo Montoya. Back more with Juan right you after this serious serious two twelve i two
2: See, it's just another lemon tree Sing Da-da-da-da-dee-da-da Da-da-da-da-dee-da-da Da-dee-dee-da da i am sitting here, I miss the power I'd like to go out, taking a shower But there's a heavy cloud inside my head Feels so tired. Put myself into bed. where nothing ever happens, and I wonder. Isolation is not good for me. Isolation, I don't want to sit on the lemon tree, stepping around in the desert of joy. Maybe anyhow, I'll get another toy and everything will happen And you wonder I wonder how, I wonder why Yesterday you told me about the blue, blue sky And all that I can see is just another lemon tree I'm turning my head up and down Turning, 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 turning around just a yellow lemon tree And I wonder, wonder, I wonder how I wonder why Yesterday you told me about the blue, blue sky And all that I can see And all that I can see And all that I can see Is just a yellow lemon
0: tree And we are back in some funny stories during the break here from, uh, from our guest today, Mr. Juan Montoya. And so we, we left... Well, uh, in <laughs> Australia we'll, we'll ignore that and the last race of the year and now you're now you're in F1 you made it back there was it everything that you'd hoped and dreamed when you were a kid um the cars was mm-hmm. were, I mean the cars were because back then those were the V10s 20,000 yeah. RPM yeah. like badass
1: yes. yeah, yeah. I remember the yeah it was 195 20,000 RPM I mean I Even, thought
0: BMW was the first.
1: Yeah, I think First so. engine to hit 20. Um, yeah, maybe in qualifying in Monza, my last t- 2004. Yeah, it was, it was insanely
0: quick. Yeah, made a lot of power. Okay, so the car was everything you hoped and dreamed. Oh yeah, but well, all the stuff that goes. Yeah, along you with know what's it, funny?
1: That fancy and glamour that you think it is is really not. You don't see any of that. I remember the Red Bull had a bulletin. Yeah. And pictures of the previous grand prix, and you look at all the girls and everybody that showed up, and you go, oh, you never see anybody. <laughs> yeah.
0: you, Honestly, see your you, have, your you see engineers, your mechanics. Yeah,
1: I mean, you you get to the track at seven in the morning. You have meetings, you have stuff, and the last meeting is at seven o'clock at night. For because back then we had tire, you know, it was tire work. So it's seven o'clock at nine with the Michelin engineers to decide which tire to pick, and it was every day from seven to seven on the track, and. And you never get out of your it's like here it's nice because everything is separate, you know, you always parked in a different place. Right. There I mean it's the like, garage is
0: right by the engineering office, is right by the hospitality yeah. line. And it's nobody you I mean you, you don't feet. you don't get a paddock pass. You yeah. don't get like you don't get the
1: fans don't get the access. They don't get to see anything. Yeah. Honestly, if you go to a Formula One race, just you know, either you know somebody and you're in a paddock club that you still don't get to see the cars. Right right <laughs> or in the grandson. yeah it's it's a reality you know what I mean it's, but it's why it's so exclusive so, so did you enjoy it did you I, enjoy I it? had fun uh, it was a lot of political stuff but I had fun the which
0: I imagine you did really well with
1: yes exactly
0: <laughs> I managed it really well
1: <laughs> no nah, you know what I mean I'm a r- hardcore racer and, yeah. and that's why I am and, and uh, Williams was a little bit tough at the beginning uh, to be honest with the best years I had at Williams is when I told them I was leaving to McLaren Really? Oh, the, all the pressure from them, like all the politics stopped because I was leaving, mm-hmm. and we had our best year and a half
0: together. So you knew a year and a half before that you were heading to McLaren. Yeah. How's that? How's starting a season with a team that you already know you're not going? to Well, head? we had a big fall off with Williams. So it, you were okay with it?
1: Yeah. I mean, we came out of the meeting and run called and said, "Good, let's go." And bad thing is somebody opened their mouth, and it came public. I don't know. We don't. To be honest with yeah, you, to the point, I don't know who did it. Right,
0: but it was done. And it was done. Did that make the last year hard at Williams? No, it was really nice. I
1: really enjoyed it. Actually, if the other three years were like that, I would have never left. <laughs>
0: that's that's the irony of it all. Yes. But then you walk into the machine that is McLaren, and yeah. that must have been a bit of a different. Uh, no, different it was culture. fine.
1: It was fine. It was just. It, it's too. It was too political. It's too The way it was managed, it was so different. You know what I mean? I, I, it wasn't. I mean, the sides to the engineering, up to engineering, it was really good. The, I mean, the building, the cars, the quality of the You look at a McLaren build, it's like looking at a Penske car. You know what yeah. I mean? It's above every, anything else you see. And that's what makes it so special. <clears throat> but the amount of politics and how things are handled, it wasn't cool. What was Kimmy like as a teammate? To be honest with you, so this is different. In Formula One, because the cars are so different, the only guy you need to worry about bidding is your teammate. Right. So you don't... So you your biggest enemy. Is, Yeah, it's not your friend. Right. Like with Ralph, the only time I talked to Ralph in four years, like really talk, is when I was at McLaren and he
0: was at Toyota afterwards. Really? Yeah. It was that sort of fractious relationship. There was no, I mean... There was no relationship. No, no. I mean... He, we
1: had like separate motorhome like the, the team things one was the HP with the Williams and the other one was the BMW And my room was in the Williams side and his was in the German side he was, he was was, it was yeah I mean Germans and British working together it's not a good combination <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the truth but I mean you were you're a British team with Mercedes engines at, at McLaren was it the same kind of deal there? Uh, yeah McLaren was Mercedes was difficult it was a difficult team to work with I think
1: McLaren was fine. I, I struggle more with Mercedes than McLaren. But.
0: So in your time in Europe, did you ever have uh, a teammate that you actually had, you know, what you would call a relationship with, a friendship past? Um,
1: the Kance? only guy that... Uh, Johnny Kane, when I went in the first year in Formula Vauxhall, was a good guy. Three, Formula 3, talked to the guy maybe twice. <laughs> Honestly. Um, 3,000 the first year... It was uh, Craig Lowndes, yep. the VA guy, yep. and he was going to Formula 1 because he was with uh walking show. Mm-hmm. So he was going to Formula 1. He was the man. Uh, so no, But I talked to him, not much, never, like, let's go for dinner, never. Um, one of the few talks I had with him was Silverstone, and I was really good at Silverstone. I grew up in England, so I knew, so, like, when you could start racing in Europe, you get to Silverstone, that's my home race. and. He was braking when I was getting back to the gas. He was going that deep. So I said, you need to, and he was losing half a second in one corner, so you need to back the corner up so it doesn't feel fast. I'm like, OK. Keep running where it feels
0: really quick. <laughs> and that was that. That was that. How about now? Do you, do you talk to your oh, teammates yeah. now?
1: Yeah, you I'll tell go you. Go to dinner. And... With, with NASCAR, with both. And you know, Stremi was really, you know, we became really good friends. Re, you know, a little more. Um, with McMurray, we had a pretty decent relationship. Um, and here is really good. I, I knew Elio from before. I mean, before, I mean, I race against Elio, listen to the 1990. I race against <laughs> no way in the junior world championships. <laughs> what year were you born? Uh, I was three at that time, exactly. I was 14, <laughs> I was racing against. Elio world championships of karting. There you go, who won? Uh, I, I qualified directly to the final, he made it through the last chance, and I had a massive shunt in the final. I was really quick. I started 34th, in lap four I was 14th already. Really? And somebody's chain came off, and I I was following somebody, and the guy moved, and I T-boned the guy, and I flew four miles. Do you remember who won the race? Um, who was the Yeah, French guy. Uh, was Dufour <laughs> no no
0: Jeremy Dufour I think he, he he still he races Le Mans and stuff like that very good so you get through your, your stint to McLaren and your buddy you got this thing about old teams coming calling so your buddy no we honestly out.
1: with. so I was in talks with like three or four teams in Formula 1 because they don't want to stay at McLaren and uh and uh, we were here and I talked to, I called, you know, Chip just to say hi and we we're just talking. He said, hey, how are you? Yeah, good, what are you doing? And I said, I'm looking for a drive, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Oh, funny, I'm looking for a driver too. And he goes, you, you interested? I said, what, NASCAR? I said, yeah, why not? Because to be honest with you, so the way I looked at it, I'm like 32 at the time, 31, 32, the way I looked at it, I'm gonna probably gonna sign my last Formula One contract before I stop because in Formula One at that time everybody stopped at 35, 36, and if I'm not gonna be in a winning car, what's the point? What? I've been in winning cars always. Why am I not? If I'm not gonna be in a winning car, let's not be in a winning car. Doing something different while I learn. Right. So the, the the program made sense. He was he it said it's gonna take about three years to be competitive, and I'm I said it's gonna take me about the same thing. Um, you know, by year three. You know, we had won races. We made the chase. I mean, we fought for the championship that year. Uh, you know, it was second and 13 points all the way to the last race. So it was good. And then at, after that year, he, he had a tough year economically, and then he started firing people and changing. The, so it just, in my opinion, I'm sure he looks at it different. I think he just fired the wrong people. But on the, on the and, cup team. yeah, and it just, and you see in the team. You know, to the point that still... They sometimes, yeah, you know, they cut... Like when I was there, you know, one week, or, you know, three out of 36, they show up some
0: speed, and then the rest, it's... You're running 20-plus every week, and it gets old. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's part of the reason why you wouldn't want to do that in F1, right? If I, I look at these guys that run for teams... You look so at Alonso right now, you know... How do you motivate yourself? How do you... Yeah, what's the... 30 million bucks probably helps. No. Not when you've already made that much no that. i
1: mean wh- i mean you do it because you have hope he didn't want to be in ferrari and you have hope that McLaren is going to be the next team i think mean, it's it's
0: a, that's a it's reasonable, a reasonable it's a reasonable and assumption. honda
1: coming in honda with the turbos back in the day where the, were last the team. honda
0: McLaren combo worked out pretty well
1: yeah so you think long term is going to be the question is if
0: he's going to be long enough there to to enjoy it so you come from uh, Unarguably the most sophisticated racing machines on the planet to, to unarguably the least sophisticated to an Arca. T- top level motorsport. Yes. What what was that transition like? What was your impression of those cars when you first drove them? It was hard because
1: they accelerated pretty decent. Not crazy, but okay. For they didn't break. Car. Like we get out of the gas. Roll just roll out of the gas. We get more braking done just by rolling out of the gas with the road course car, it's that bad. I mean, you get on the brakes and it's like okay, and you know, you got you, you know, you're using three gears and it takes 20 minutes to go through the downshifts, <laughs> honestly. And if you do it a little too early, then you will hop and miss the corner. And you know, I mean, and you're braking for I don't know, 600 700 feet. And you're on the brakes, and 300 feet into the braking zone, you got another 300 feet, and you already know you're gonna miss the corner.
0: So it's, it's, it's a tough mental.
1: Yeah, and in the ovals, the amount of so what we say losing an IndyCar car, when you're losing an IndyCar car, you're not even balancing a cup car. Yeah. When you're good in a cup car, when you feel you're gonna crash every lap, you're about okay. And, yeah, in a cup car, so it's very different. And the amount of movement, you know, you think this thing move, that thing is go, and you, and you just get used to it. And it's funny, you get used to the grip. I mean, remember when you go to like a Bristol or Dover, it, it feels like it has a lot of grip. And then when I got back in this, I went, like oh, <laughs> that's what grip is. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> that was. I'll tell you that when I came back to IndyCar, the first few tests were tough. I mean, it, the oval was. It was hard but it wasn't terrible because I've been doing ovals for so long now, right. um, but the road courses were really tough. What was, what was the biggest struggle? Getting used to the brakes? Just getting used to the, how fast things happen. Mm-hmm. Getting used to that you can go that deep and if you screw it up you still got room not to... You know what I mean? It's yeah. funny because everything is more compressed but you got more control.
0: Yeah, if you go 10 feet too late in an car, you're still going to make the corner, you're just not going to yeah. hit the apex. Yes. You do that in a cup car and you're off the track. You're,
1: yeah, I mean, or you will hop for a little bit. You're like you're off the track by a mile.
0: <laughs> just so much inertia. Yeah,
1: exactly, and that's the thing. And they're so like, and like, people say, oh, a road racer, you're gonna be really good, and you get into a road race. I mean, anybody can do it. It's so slow. It's like you you're fighting, you're doing forty miles an hour through the corners, and you're just fighting for the thing to put the power down.
0: You'd, be, you'd probably be like better off almost putting a kid from formula 1600 in and it would do better than, than a formula one driver yes. right off the bat yes you'd probably do better you'd have no expectations about where the thing should break or how you should and where, where you think oh maybe here you already went too late <laughs> <laughs> did that take you a long time to figure out or was it like no, you no it was, it once and it was like, like oh, driving
1: okay. a, to be honest with you it was like driving a rental car yeah, when I used to, with Mercedes and BMW, used to take, you know, M5s and things like that to drive people around. It was like just driving that. Yeah. It was actually, that was easier to drive and more predictable than those, than the cop cars. Yeah. It's really, it's uh, like, if you went and drove one in a, you would not believe how slow you go.
0: <laughs> so then you, you do, what was it, seven years in cop? Yeah, seven. Seven years in cop, Roger calls. No, we, I called Roger. You called Roger. I called Roger. I, I wanted to,
1: I mean, at that point, if I didn't have a good ride in cop, Yeah, what's the point? What's the point? I I, I don't... It's funny because in COP, they got to a point... I mean, they looked at me like you're average. And they put this kid that is supposed to be really good, the next thing, and it's run worse than me. Uh, You know what I mean? And so for me, with Roger, it's kind of funny. We always said that hopefully someday we could work together. And... uh, so I was looking at a couple options. Then One was a 78 car in Cup that is actually running pretty good. And there were a couple of options there. And, and I talked to Roger first. And then I called Michael as well. And Michael's when I went public that I wanted to go back. And, and then I saw Sendrick in um, Michigan. And I said, we're going to do this. I, said, I think we'd be cool. And two days later, they call. I flew there. Got a the deal done. It's, it's like, this is what we think. I said, OK. Okay, shook hands, walked away, till done. Easiest deal you ever did. No, and it's really good. It's really good to deal with Roger. Roger is, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny when you know when you hear people say about Penske, it's like, oh, it's so nice, and they treat you so well, and you no, know? tell me a Penske driver that doesn't say that. I couldn't. And the worst part, I, when I went in there, it felt really weird because they were so nice. It's like, what's wrong with you? Yes or no? <laughs> and they are that nice. It's what do you need? What else, you know, how can we make it more comfortable? And it's like, just. Fine, give just give me a
0: fast car and I'm good. That's all I need.
1: Yeah. Everything else is a cherry on it's, top. It's unbelievable, it's unbelievable. The only thing it's a must, it, you gotta be a team player. Mm-hmm. number one thing, and if, if Formula One could learn how we do things. That's why we qualify on pole so many times. That's why we're so good. Because we got four fast drivers. And I can go to Simon or to Will or to Ellie and say, what do you break here? What do you do here? How much curve you take? And they'll tell you exactly what it is. I'll give an example. You know, Simon the first day didn't run because he was, he was going out second. And the conditions changed a lot. So when I ran in the morning, right before he went out, I went to the car and I said, hey, be careful here. Be careful here. This is really easy. This is." I told him exactly what the car was doing mm-hmm.
0: yeah I mean that's it's funny because for me that's standard that's all I've ever known right because I, I grew up racing in Indy no in Formula, and Formula of 1 you see running. somebody make a mistake and you laugh about it
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's not the case here honestly it was like not like he's screwing up there
0: <laughs> don't tell him don't, don't tell, tell him yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, honestly even with teammates you find something better in the car you don't run your mouth yeah yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, how is that? You went cookies said yeah. Put a better love together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because it's all it matters. You don't want them to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, would you say that right now, your second stint in IndyCar at Penske is this the happiest you've been in your career? Yes.
1: Hands down. Yeah.
0: Not a not a bad way to to have it on the tail end, right? No, 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 no. I mean, and the funny thing
1: is, um, as competitors, I you know, I've always been and. I just it's, it's so much easier nowadays because I'm so much smarter. And you just you know you still screw up from time to time. We all do. But the amount of times you screw up is a lot less. You you understand racing better. I tell you, NASCAR for these big races helped a lot. I'll give you that. Learn to race 500 mile races because we don't do it
0: enough. Right. It's like you do this it is almost a, every week. In so for
1: like for you guys, you done you know 500 mile races. How long have you been in IndyCar?
0: this is my sixth year
1: so you done about 20 not even maybe 2,500 t- mile races or 15 yeah. mile, 500 mile races I used to do 30 a year yeah for seven years so I've done 210 hmm. without counting any other IndyCar races right so my experience and in an IndyCar
0: fun- you used to do more back in the day right yes, you do as Michigan well. and you do Montana, Fontana and you
1: yeah, do, yeah. yeah and I, the second year I did three you know what I mean So to look at the bigger picture I'm much better at. Yeah. And that's why I'm if you look at always when it's a five hundred mile race, at the end
0: of the race, ninety percent of the time I'm there. You're there. Very cool. Well, in about a week You have another one, and I have every (laughs) belief that you will be there at the end. I hope so. Mr. Montoya, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. That is uh, another Legends episode of the Mirror on Air. Thank you guys for tuning in on Sirius 212XM 209 or download it on iTunes, and we will see you again soon. Thanks again.